Welcome to Podcasting for Coaches. I'm Brittany Felix, and I'm a podcast launch consultant who specializes in helping coaches and consultants utilize the power of podcasting as a way to build brand awareness and generate new leads for their business. I realize not every new coach or consultant can afford to hire someone to help launch their show, so I created this podcast as a way to guide you through the process of launching and utilizing your very own podcast to help you grow your business and reach a new audience of adoring followers and potential clients. If you're ready to get your voice and podcast out into the world, head over to podcastingforcoaches.com to learn more. Welcome to episode 85 of Podcasting for Coaches. This is part two of my interview with Dr. Lucretia Berry. And if you have not listened to part one yet, I highly recommend that you do that because we lay some foundational work that's going to help you in this episode here. If you are deciding to still go ahead and listen to this without having listened to part one, let me explain who Dr. Barry is. She is the founder of Brownicity, an agency dedicated to advocacy, education, and support for racial healing and anti-racism. She's a former college professor whose love for humanity led her to write What Lies Between Us, Fostering First Steps Towards Racial Healing, a journey guide designed specifically for beginners. She is the anti-race slash racism curriculum specialist for Community School of Davidson in North Carolina, a TEDx speaker, and much, much more. In this part of my conversation with Dr. Barry, we get into specifically how to handle these kinds of topics in a podcast. So we talk about what it means when you don't acknowledge what's happening in the world, because I have seen a lot of businesses do that, where they feel like it's not exactly appropriate to share that in such a professional way, or from a business standpoint, it doesn't have anything to do with their products. And we talk about why that's really damaging. We also talk about how to transition into having these conversations after taking a step back, like I did for pretty much the entire month of June. And then, of course, we talk about how to handle it when you have maybe realized that your show isn't super diverse (laughs) and you want it to be. You really want to amplify the voices of people of color. There is a right way to go about doing that, but there's also a wrong way that actually can cause a lot of damage. So make sure that you definitely pay attention to that portion of the episode. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. And let's go ahead and get into my interview with Dr. Lucretia Berry. Lucretia, thank you so much for being back on the show. For anyone who did not listen to part one, I highly recommend that you do that because we kind of laid the foundation of how to have these discussions in a public platform, such as, you know, on social media, in a podcast. And for you, you have a business, you know, you listening, and you can't necessarily take the approach that I've seen some businesses take where they try and like separate it and, oh, well, this isn't related to my business, you know, so I'm I'm just not going to talk about it. So, Lucretia, do you mind explaining what that conveys to an audience? What message that sends when somebody takes the approach of, well, this isn't related to my business, so I'm just not even going to acknowledge it? (laughs) Yes. I mean, it's harmful and hurtful because it's silence. It's hurtful and it speaks of complicity Mm -hmm. and complacency. And, you know, issues with race and racism, whether you are touched directly or not, it impacts all of us. So injustice anywhere is, you know, injustice everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when people show the effort to address, show empathy for, and want justice for maybe a community or a topic that doesn't touch them, it speaks to, you know, the family that we are. It speaks to us collectively as, you know, 
this one human family and we're all in this together and we can all make time to bear each other's burdens and look out for us. And so I know sometimes when things are going on, I'll look at someone who's just carrying on with life as usual. And I'm like, how are you doing that? You have to be doing that on purpose. Like you have to be checking out on purpose. There's no way that this doesn't impact you. Like you can't be that cold and shut off. Right. Right. Absolutely. (laughs) How are you doing that? (laughs) Well, I even know amongst my own clients. So I, I edit podcasts for a living and I have a set number of clients that I work for at any number of time, ongoing episodes. And in the month of June, you know, I saw my bottom line impacted more than I did with COVID because so many of my clients were taking breaks from the show. They were participating in the podcast blackout. You know, part one that we came back with last week was my first episode in over a month, I think, because I just did not have the mental capacity to keep up. And it just felt completely inappropriate to me to go on, you know, talking about, you know, these right. almost trivial things with podcasting it when there's something much, much, much larger going on that has been going on this entire time. It's just, there's finally a spotlight on it and there's finally a chance to make some real lasting change. And so it just felt really inappropriate to me. So for the person who has taken that break for the person who felt like they needed to do that inner work and they've, they've done it. And now they're kind of like coming back into this. So they eventually need to kind of, I don't really like to say return to business as normal or business as usual, because this is something that should continue to go on forever and ever. This isn't a month-long discussion and then we're done with it and we move on and forget all about it. But we do still have businesses. We have bills we have to pay, families we have <laughs> to feed. So how can somebody handle that balance of trying to continue on with a business while also not being completely insensitive and feeling like, oh, well, this is over and done with. I'm just going to move on now. Well, I you know, I guess I'm the other way because this is my business. Right, right. <laughs> so I'm like, um, yeah, I want you to just talk about it forever and ever and be plugged <laughs> in it forever and ever until it's normal. So that's my selfish perspective. But no, I think here's an opportunity though to be super honest. Well, not that you haven't been, but I mean, to be honest in the sense that, you know, as you're re-entering, you know, this is why I've been away and this is what I've learned. And so I would, you know, ease into it that way. Like I used to think this mm-hmm. and in the past I have not engaged in this, but now I have learned this and I understand that, man, this is a part of our lives. Right. So now I'm going to do this. And as people move back into um, like, we're never going back to normal. So mm-hmm. whether it be because of COVID or because of the seismic worldwide attention on racism, mm-hmm. which has been amazing. So we're never going back to normal. So it now becomes about, well, how do we move forward without losing all that we've gained while we were away? Right. And so I would, yeah, I would say to you listeners to, you know, think about it that way. So even if, you know, your podcast is, I'm sorry, this is random, but about baking cupcakes or something. <laughs> I don't know if that could be a podcast because you might. Need I'm sure see, there is one. You know. Oh, okay. That's great. Okay. <laughs> But, you know, I would imagine that you would want to, you know, talk about how, you know, you've been impacted, even as you move forward into, you know, baking cupcakes. And and I would encourage people to, you know, not leave the topic completely. You know, probably if you've been shifted and changed in some way, it'll organically kind of make its way into whatever you, into your cupcake conversation. Right. <laughs> some kind of way. <laughs> So I would allow that 
to happen and you know allow your listeners to experience your shift and your transformation you know even as you as you're trying to figure this out how to move forward differently okay that's great yeah so what i've been doing on this show is just kind of releasing a little bit of an update so it's usually like 2 minutes or something explaining, hey, there's not going to be an episode this week. I don't know when I'm going to be ready to do another one. Here's what I'm doing. These are the resources that I have found helpful so far. Mm-hmm. Here's what I have learned. And not going, you know, too super in depth with it, but just kind of explaining again, you know, just like you mentioned, like that that work is being done. Mm-hmm. It's just not in a public way. And then it does make me feel a little bit better because even coming back with these episodes still was like, oh gosh, like the focus should not be on me. Like my voice is not what's important right now. Mm. And so as people come back into this, and one thing I have definitely seen in these podcasting communities I'm in, people are like, oh, well, I'm all of a sudden now realizing that I've been doing my podcast for two years and I've never had a single person of color on there and I need more diversity. So, you know, mm-hmm. are there any black people who want to come on my show and talk about this topic? And it's like, that, mm. that is not the way to do it. So how do we go about incorporating more diversity in an organic way and not treating it as as tokenism and not having someone on our show just because we feel like we want our business to look like it represents, you know, a more diverse <laughs> group of people. Right. So it's just kind of like, a, you know, when churches that are white, you know, predominantly or historically white want diversity. And so really it's like, well, let's, if we have a smattering, a smattering or a sprinkling of Faces of color, like we've reached our goal. Right. But really, is that what you want? Oh, maybe you do, but that isn't really beneficial. I mean, what you want is authentic relationships, right? Yeah. You want an authentic community of people that have a different voice, different perspective, have lived a different life. And you have, and that can come, of course, in all different kinds of ways, like in our house, like live in a racially diverse, but we try to see, you know, differences in all other kinds of ways. Like, let's go to a doctor. Let's choose a pediatrician who wears a hijab or something like that. Or let's make sure that our friends in the LGBT community know that you know, we support them and love them. So anyway, I'm just saying, like, we want to build authentic, you know, relationships. And, and yes, if you are a gatekeeper, right? So you have mm-hmm. a you know, microphone, you should definitely, you know, pass the mic. But more than that, you want to try to build authentic relationships so that your life your show is a reflection of your life, you know, not mm-hmm. just a, you know, here's this add-on, you know, right. because right. the show is 20 minutes to an hour, but you could be engaging in, you know, these lifelong friendships and acquaintances that would enrich, you know, you would enrich their lives, they would enrich your lives. Mm-hmm. And then it probably would have a better podcast conversation. <laughs> <laughs> well, I completely agree. And the kind of a cliche of like, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. If they're all carbon copies of you, then you're not really expanding your knowledge base. You're not really expanding your, your understanding of other cultures. And you also don't want to, okay, because here's the other part, just because the person is, you know, brown or black, whatever, like that's the person that you pick to talk about race. Because that, you know, that's not fair. Right. You know, so like I have a friend who, is pretty traumatized by that because she is often the only brown face in white spaces. Mm. And so they just automatically say to her, like, okay, well, can you talk about race? She is no more equipped to talk about race than, you know, I don't know, they are. So they have just burdened her and, you know, made that her onus. That's not, that's not fair. So if you want 
people and people of color who come and talk about race choose people who actually like that's their work or that's their platform you know mm-hmm. um, yeah a mom show said to me what did they say no this has happened to me a couple of times that someone said oh well I already had this black lady on my podcast or something like that I don't mm-hmm. know well I had so black so-and-so on my hand thinking but that person isn't even a mom. Like, you just, <laughs> like they're black. They'll do. Right. Right. And that's what I'm seeing. I'm, it's like, I, I don't care what you want to talk about. I don't care what it, if it's really, you are black. So please come on my show. So I look like. Yeah. You're black diverse. and available. Black and available. You'll do. Like, well, okay. But there's right. so much more to the person. <laughs> yeah. So I think maybe the takeaway from that is to focus more on building authentic relationships and then those connections and those podcast appearances will come as opposed to strictly coming about it from what I think is a selfish approach (laughs) and, you know, well, who can I get on my show? That's going to make me look better. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And even if I know sometimes like your timeline is short, you know, I get it. Like you don't have time to cultivate a whole (laughs) (laughs) So if you got to get someone, just be wise. Don't just choose someone just because their skin is brown or, you know, so for example, you know, Brittany, after this, like you've already put things in place. You're already in the Brown City membership learning. So I'm pretty sure after this, we're going to continue to cultivate a relationship. I hope so. Yes. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I, I would agree with that. I think interacting and being involved in these, not discussions, but dialogues, as we talked about (laughs) in last week's episode. So having these open dialogues, and even just like purchasing courses, purchasing memberships, getting mm-hmm. involved in these spaces actively, you know, like consciously yeah. making the decision to reach out and form genuine connections to purchase this course mm-hmm. um, by someone who is a person of color rather than someone mm-hmm. who is who is white. There you go. I think, yeah, you're right. Those are the ways to go about doing it rather than just putting up a, you know, a Facebook post that took you 30 seconds to type out asking someone to come on and and do the work of making you look better. (laughs) Okay. Well, really quickly, I know we talked about it in last week's episode, but just in case people are listening to part two without having listened to part one, to wrap up this episode, can you give us a quick breakdown of Brownicity and how the listener of this show right now can benefit from being in that community Mm -hmm. and forming those authentic relationships in that way? Right. So I would like to say that the team of Brownicity is we are this great group of parents and professors and pastors and artists and what else? I don't know, a lot of us. <laughs> but we have a heart. We have a heart for educating. Like I said, my my background is in education. And I just saw like this chasm, this gap between the instruction, the scholarly informed instruction that was like behind the walls of academe and then what was available kind of out in the quote unquote real world. And I wanted to bridge that gap and bring this kind of that quality of scholarship um, and make it available and digestible, I should say, right. to, <laughs> to people who don't, you know, have time, money, you know, space to audit a college course. But anyway, so it's it's not on that level. It's very practical. Our courses are very practical and mm-hmm. family oriented. And so Brownicity offers, um, we currently have a membership site and we're, we're in our first year. So in our first year, our membership is $10 a month or $110 a year. You just get in there and jump into one of our starter courses or newcomer courses. And you go through foundations, which is, is one. And then 
what lies between us is the other. They have the same educational content. It's just that what lies between us has some Bible references because of where it's typically done. And so once you go through the starter courses, then there's other courses in there, like raising anti-racist kids and anti-racism talks, things like that, because we want to continue to you know, build your capacity. Once you have a foundation from the starter course, then you go into the other courses and continue to grow and learn. There's a community aspect to it. So we're talking to each other inside of there. There's no trolls. Unless trolls are going to pay money, (laughs) right? No trolls, no people to go off on you. Everybody kind of has this same understanding of what a classroom is supposed to be like. And, you know, also if someone misbehaves, we're like, oh, you're out. (laughs) We've not had to do that at all. But it's a great space to, I say it's psychologically safe space Mm -hmm. to bravely learn. So come on in there and get your learn on. (laughs) And it's a great way to support an organization that is building tools. Yes. Well, thank you so much for devoting so much time being on both of these podcast episodes. It was wonderful getting to actually talk with you in this way. And I do look forward to continuing the relationship. Well, Brittany, thank you for appreciating my teacher approach and my teacher voice. And thank you for amplifying my voice. I really appreciate that. And that wraps up another episode of Podcasting for Coaches. If you'd like to connect with me further, you can do so on Instagram at Podcasting for Coaches. If you know it's time to finally get serious about starting your podcast, go to podcastingforcoaches.com and click on the work with me tab in the main menu to learn more about my one-on-one launch consultation packages or my self-paced online course. And I look forward to seeing the podcast that you create and put out into the world.